Wait a minute, I hear something. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, the only show, the only show that I do that's called Dr. Movie. There you go. Um, continuing on, plotting down a, uh, a library of uh, not-so-hot-to-trot movies in our stupid movie collection. Um, stupid movie club, actually. Uh, we got one I never hear anybody talk about. I mean, I have met one other person, a guy I used to work with, Justin, Justin Morris, and just on a whim, I mentioned it, or maybe he mentioned it, and I was like, you gotta be kidding me, because I don't know anybody else that has, they just don't talk about this movie. And uh, <clears throat> you guys know how I am about spoofs, and I like this one. <laughs> you know, again, the spoofs can, can either hit you just right or hit you wrong. This one I actually enjoyed, and it is hysterical from 1983. Oh my gosh. This thing, I was 13 years old, and this thing was on all the time on HBO. And, uh, and I knew what I was watching wasn't quality stuff but it had this charm to it that I just loved and I ended up falling in love with the Hudson Brothers which are the stars of this movie we'll get into that in a little bit but yeah 1983 it says comedy slash horror because every you know they're, they're spoofing on Jaws they're spoofing on The Exorcist they're spoofing, spoofing on The Shining um uh, Friday the Thirteenth, for sure. Uh, so it's 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 all over the place. It's kind of just throwing it onto a pot and mixing it up. And uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't know anybody that ever talks about this one. Uh, it got a five point three out of ten on IMDb, and uh, directed by Chris Beard. I don't know. Let's look here. Let's see. What else we've got done? Well, this 100% makes sense. Chris Beard was a writer for the show Laugh-In and The Gong Show, which if anybody knows or hears me talk, my life was modeled <laughs> after The Gong Show. So no wonder I like this movie. I mean, it's, it's you know, written by the guy that wrote my favorite TV show. Um, and directed, well, directed by the guy. Um, let's see if we got a synopsis here. Here we go. A horror movie spoof featuring a novelist in a haunted house and the vengeful ghost of the sea captain's mistress. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, how many episodes have I done since the start of this show where it's a, a novel writer, a novelist, who's wanting to get away and write their next big novel, right? They all kind of came off the heels of The Shining, right? The heels, not the heels, the, the heels. 
Um, it just seemed to be a, a running thing. So I, I guess they even recognized it and decided, well, it's time to spoof this thing, right? Um, let's look here. It's not really much of a synopsis, but let's see if we've got a why to watch. Yeah, I don't see one. Again, this one's this is kind of a lost movie. Um, all right, let's just go ahead and get to the cast. Like I said, the Hudson brothers. Mark Hudson, Brett Hudson, and Bill Hudson. Um, the Hudson brothers had their own TV show when I was a kid, right? Kind of a variety kid show. Um, they're all great musicians. Uh, of course, uh, Bill Hudson was uh, with Goldie Hawn for a long I mean, matter of fact, Kate Hudson, all the kids, they're all, I mean, he's the dad, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's something too. You ought, you ought to look up, you know, the Hudson Brothers Hour or special, whatever it's called, TV show that they did. Super 70s, uh, kind of a Sid and Marty Croft kind of feel to the show. Everybody had a variety show back then, and theirs was just as good as everybody else's. Um, let's see, we got Richard Kill was in this. Let me get back to my main page so I can look at this. Uh, like I said, Mark Hudson, he's a big music producer. Richard Kill, right? Jaws from Moonraker. We know him, we love him. He's in everything, right? Uh, Cindy Pickett is in this. She's the love interest. Uh, the mom on uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, what is she known for? Son-in-law. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that Ferris Bueller's what I think of first. Which is weird because it's not that many years after and she totally looks different, right? I mean, that's probably just for the role, I guess, but uh, man, this movie has so many people in it. Not A-listers, but people that you've seen in a ton of stuff. We've got uh, Keenan Wynn in this, who's in all kinds of 70s drive-in Roger Corman flicks. we got Julie Newmar in this as Venetia. Uh, Venetia is the, the ghost, the evil ghost that haunts the, haunt, uh, the lighthouse. Uh, Bud Court. I'm trying to think what he's been in. Uh, Harold and Maude. There's something particular, though, that... Oh, Brewster McCloud? Wow, how about that? Brain Dead. Uh, Electric Dreams. Uh, he's one of those guys when you see him, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. You don't know his name, but you know his face. Uh, Robert Donner's in this. Uh, I mean, it's Robert Donner. The guy's in... Everything back in the day, old western. He's in Gunsmoke, all those shows. He was also uh, on Mork and Mindy. Um, he <laughs> he kind of makes this movie. He's uh, his character is Ralph, and Ralph is the guy that rides around on a bicycle, and they're making fun of Friday the Thirteenth. That's it's the dude that tells everybody, "You're doomed, you're doomed." Right? He spends the whole movie riding around on a bicycle, telling people they're doomed. But every time he tells them, he gets in some kind of freak accident, right? So it's like he's the one that's doomed, right? Uh, who else we got? John Laurel Cat. John Laurel Cat's in this, and he's 
and he's uh he's the uh boat captain or he's the the uh, it says bob excursion is his name he's uh <laughs> he's got a microphone he's taking people on a tour on a boat you know like a ferry boat and then he's calling it high adventure and of course he's smoking pot <laughs> If you look over to the right of the boat, you're going to see everything on the right of the boat. If you look over to the left, you're going to see everything on the right of the boat because we've been turning left for the past 45 minutes. Very funny. Uh, Murray Hamilton is the mayor. Hello. The mayor from Jaws is the mayor in this movie. And, of course, his first line is, I'm not shutting down the beaches, right? So, again, uh, it, it's, it's a lot of that kind of humor. Franklin Ajay is in this. Franklin Ajay is a stand-up comedian, 70s and 80s. I've always loved him. He's the librarian in this movie. And he has a watch that goes off, telling us when it's time to close the library. And he goes, all right, folks, uh, it's, it's, the library has to close. All white people must leave. <laughs> I mean, that's his line, right? He says it a few times. Uh... Uh, again, just a ton of extra people in this. Gary Owens, right? TV announcer. Uh, Maurice Sneed, Pamela Bellman. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's ram-packed full of familiar faces and familiar places, right? Um, but yeah, this movie is one of those that it, 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 it's so Three Stooges type kind of movie, right? It's got a lot of uh, slapstick. It's got some 80s kind of racy humor in it. Uh, you've got, like I said, uh, Bill Hudson's character, Frederick, is, is trying to write a book. He's a ghostwriter. He writes smut novels, right? Matter of fact, he's just released one called Mouth to Mouth, which has got like two girls as face, you know, like they're French kissing on the cover, and he's just a smut novelist, right? But he goes by the uh, uh, ghost pen name of, of Casper. So we got Casper as a, a ghost writer. So there you go. It's, you know, goofy stuff like that. Um, but he decides to go to Oregon <laughs> to get away from it all, and he goes to a lighthouse in Oregon. Hello. Um... <laughs> And uh, the lighthouse is cursed because Captain Howdy lived there, which is Richard Keel. And his wife is returning home on a ship. And while she was gone, he had a mistress, which is uh, Phoenicia, which is Julie Newmar. And uh, she does one of those, well, if I can't have you, nobody can, we're all going to die. She throws herself into the light of the lighthouse, and it kills her. But, but she also kills Richard Kill, and of course the wife's gonna die too, I guess, because of the crash, because she don't have a lighthouse to come in, because it's stormy real bad. And a hundred years later, we've got our new novelist coming into the lighthouse, and it awakens the spirit of Phoenicia, and she uh, brings back to life the captain, and whatever she shines, the 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 light from the lighthouse on, he's supposed to go and kill. And when he kills you, he'll stab you or chop you up or whatever, but you'll come back as a white-faced, kind of pale zombie with big bushy eyebrows 
and you're wearing a tether, to, uh, turtleneck because that's everything that's, you know, things that Captain Howdy has that's on. And you also say, what difference does it make? So that's how you know if they're a zombie. If you got bushy eyebrows and a very white complexion wearing a turtleneck and you say, uh, what difference does it make? <laughs> so that's how goofy this movie is. But in order to uh, solve the mystery, because Captain Howdy's body pops up and he's, he's, he's a corpsicle at this point, and they're, they're going to do a uh, kind of autopsy on him, figure this stuff out, and they can't figure it out, so they want to call in the professionals, which is Mark Hudson and Brett Hudson, which is Dr. Phil Batten and Fritz. And they're, they're, the, they're the comedy of this movie, right? I mean, they're hilarious. Uh, when we first see them, it, it shows them they're running from a big rock that's rolling behind them. They're riffing on Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then it goes, no, 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 maybe it was this location they were seen at last. And they're at Dracula's tomb. And they're trying to kill Dracula. And they get in a fight with Dracula. And, you know, then Dracula's like, wait a minute. I, I, I didn't pop out of the tomb to kill you. I had to give you this message. And the message was, we need you at... This, this town, was it, Hellview is the name of the town, Hellview, Oregon, and uh, for $25,000, so, you know, but still, the fight with Dracula is hilarious, and I love that Fritz has got a recording device, which is basically a huge, like a huge cassette type recorder, I mean, the tape is really, really big, almost like a mini reel-to-reel, -reel. and he slaps it on his chest, he's got a pull-around microphone that he uses, and he goes, uh, you know, 815... Dracula's tomb, here we go. <laughs> so every time something's going on and he's wanting to record the data because it's historic, uh, that's, the, that's the spiel we get. Uh, I, I've watched this so many times and the character of Fritz, which is Brett Hudson, I just, I've said these things so many times. Uh, Anywho, the, the, the movie keeps going. You got the love interest, which is the mayor's daughter or the sheriff's daughter. The sheriff thinks there's a shark problem, so <laughs> that's the tie in the jaws. And of course, the mayor says, I'm not shutting down the bitches because this, this is not a shark problem. You know, we just found a body that come up out of the water. That's, that's all we found, right? But like I said, uh, Phoenicia shines the light. Captain Howdy goes and kills. You turn into zombies. But at the same time, She's trying to take Frederick, who's living in the lighthouse, and make her her new captain. That, that way, eventually, she can come back and be with him, I guess, is the plan. She's trying to possess him. So he's having all these things happen to him where he'll have the girlfriend over, and he's trying to be with her, and crazy things will happen. Like his, he'll have one eyebrow gets real big, big, big and bushy, and he's trying to cover it up. And, I mean, it's, it's again, it's, it's Three Stooges kind of humor. But I... I just like it. I mean, it, it just works for me. Um, there's, uh, you know, the, the where Ralph is from, which is he's like he's like in a, in a mental ward, but he can come and go. They let him go 20 years ago, but he's like, I ain't going out there. There's a jungle out there, right? And uh, by the end of the movie, you got Ralph rounding up all the the inmates to go out and fight zombies. <laughs> Uh, which here's something interesting on the HBO copy I've never seen this before but in the HBO version 
There's a whole song and dance number that the zombies do. It's almost like out of all that jazz. And on the HBO version, this was cut out completely. Don't know why, never seen an explanation, but when they released this on DVD and I watched it, I was like, wait a minute. Cause I even had this thing recorded. I watched it a bunch of times. This was never in the movie that I saw. And uh, so that's kind of weird. So if you pull this up, uh, now right now I didn't check to see if it's on Tubi, I watched it on YouTube. But uh, it's got the, the dance in it, the dance of the dead, which this is 83. We're getting into Michael Jackson territory, right? So we're maybe we're poking a little fun at Thriller. Has Thriller come out yet at this point? I think so. Um, so it's like that, but it's kind of in a carnival setting. Uh, like I said, it, it's, it, it feels like all that jazz, but zombies. And uh, what a strange thing. And then it, you break off into uh, Frederick getting like totally possessed and it turns into a scene from The Exorcist where it's the it's the white room with the, the you know the white sheets on the bed and he's tied to the bed and they come in and they're dressed like priests and uh, you know just crazy shenanigans right but it but it works right to me it works and there's not many of these that works um, I could go on and on about this one uh, there's a lot that I really like at one point they even decide that Hey, we heard that music confuses the zombies, so the three brothers break out into this goofy little song where just a single spotlight comes on. It's very Monty Python-ish. And they break off into the song, and then they realize it's not working, and <laughs> the spotlight goes off because the zombies just keep chasing them. Um, so many things in this movie that I just I, I chuckle at every time. Um, but it really comes down to Mark and Brett Hudson, which is, uh, like, uh, like I said, Phil, Phil and Fritz. They're characters in this. Um, I, just, I just like it. I, I love the fact of, you know, it, it's, it's stupid, but it's kind of clever. I think they even say it in the movie at one point. It's, it's, it's stupid, but it's brilliant. They actually say that in the movie. Not not about the movie, about something that's going on, I think. Um, and that's pretty much what I think of this one. I, I'm surprised this doesn't, you know, the Hudson brothers didn't break out and do some other things. I, I know they just had a short stint with, uh, in the film world, but there you go. That's, that's my take on this one. I give this a, and only because of nostalgia. It's probably really, a three out of five for me, but I'm gonna give it a four out of five because I caught myself still laughing at some of these jokes because I haven't haven't heard them since I was 13 years old, right? And I still know what's coming up. I still know the jokes. Uh, it's time to examine the body, and when they look down the hallway, there's this naked nurse running around, and a guy's taking pictures of her, and saying, "Yeah, nice body," you know, goof, goofy stuff like that. Uh, the fact that they're tying into all the horror movies of the time, the whole your your doom thing. Ralph on the on the bicycle is freaking hilarious. He even climbs a ladder, so he's peeking out of the back uh, a window of a of a lady's house to tell her that she's doomed. But he's up on the ladder on his bicycle, and uh, of course he falls. You know, it's 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 just that kind of stuff, right? Um, I say check this one out. 
you can find it on YouTube. There may be a better, it wasn't the best of copies, right? It's pretty low quality. But uh, check it out, man. Check out Hysterical. Let me know what you think about it. It's a, it's just a slice of my childhood. And, and finding out that the guy that was behind it wrote for the Gong Show and directed Gong Show the movie, it, it totally makes sense for me. It's it's 100% solidifies why I like this movie. Uh, quick, witty, cheap humor. That's it, right? Alright folks, that's it for this one. Hope you enjoy it. Let me know if you're a fan of this one because I really, I have not found anybody else that knows this movie. And maybe it's just because I live in a small world, but uh, this is one I never hear anybody talk about. Alright folks, that's it. We will check you later.